to That Wrestling Podcast. Welcome to That Wrestling Podcast. The good bad guys of wrestling podcast are back talking all things of the week that was in professional wrestling. I'm Brian. Kevin is here. Joe is here. We are just over one week away until SummerSlam at Ford Field, which the three of us will be joined by over... 45,000 members of the WWE universe as a last ticket check. Uh, but there is one person who I'm not so sure is going to be joining us at SummerSlam. Anybody want to guess who that person is? I'll Hulk give Hogan. you a hint. Huh? Uh, Hulk Hogan. Well, it could be. Could be. Not who I was thinking of. Kevin Owens? Oh, could be. There's rumors Ooh. he has an injured, uh, maybe ribs. Um, Jimmy Uso. He's in the hospital. These are all good guesses. But the person that I was thinking of is L.A. Knight. Uh, Guys, last Friday, part of that qualifier four way to go to then uh, face Santos for the right to face Austin Theory. And to my surprise and the surprise of many, your winner was Rey Mysterio. So what seemed like a natural move to have L.A. Knight versus Austin Theory doesn't look like that's happening. And this is a head-scratcher to me due to just how popular this guy is right now. Crowds go nuts when his music hits. He currently has four of the top five selling shirts in WWE. And as of recording here, on here we are, July 27th, he does not have a match or anything scheduled for SummerSlam. So I ask you guys, and, and Joe, we did this with you last week when we talked the nicknames. It's time for the panic meter, all right? How worried are you that WWE is dropping the ball with LA Knight? Joe is holding Ooh, I like the, the rhyme, too. Wait and see 2023. That's what I got to say about rhyme. LA Knight. Wait and see 2023. Every year, there's always a person on the roster where we go, wait and see how this plays out. Wait and see. Wait and see. And sometimes it works. A lot of times it does not. I'm on the wait and see uh, bandwagon here. A couple weeks ago, when uh, we were talking about it, what do you do with uh, LA Knight after you lost money in the bank? Yeah. I think we all agreed we didn't want to see him face Austin Theory. We felt that he was better than that. So why would we be upset that we got what we wanted? That's the thing about like uh, fandom now. It's like, well, we wanted to be going at, like at this higher level, and then he's put into the fatal four way, and you're like, oh, okay, well maybe we'll see this. But it's like that's not the story. And he's, I'm sorry, he's above Austin Theory. Well, clearly. So uh, I'm, I'm going to throw this out as L.A. Knight is Mr. Wait and See 2023. Kev, where are you following this? I I am almost identically aligned with, with Joe. I Because <clears throat> you're smart. People <laughs> go to their inkjet printer and just type the word, yeah, you know, on that eight and a half by 11 flimsy ass paper all around, you know, you've made it. Right. Not just the poster boards, but when those people like when when uh, people used to do it for Becky. Right. Just the man. Right. On the eight and a half by they 11. The, the, we like the 2017 with Cesaro. Yeah. With Cesaro, the Cesaro section. section. Good sometimes mm-hmm. it works. Sometimes it doesn't. 
I think, oh, this will work. This is is working. The fact where last Friday, how loud that place has gone, and I'm a broken record because the previous Friday, the previous week, the previous week, the previous week, the previous week, uh, it's it's a it is a slow burn, right? It's like sipping on a nice glass of bourbon, right? You take a sip, you got that nice little burn going down your throat. It doesn't sting. It's not big punch. It's gonna happen. And this is why, this is why. And we're all going to agree to this. You throw them on SummerSlam for a gimme match or a, a, butt, a dud match, that that card is stacked as of recording. We'll go through it, predictions, everything next week. It is a stacked match. You throw them on there, unless it is an extremely high-profile match, he deserves better than that. Something's going to happen. Something's going to happen with he him. He's lost in the shuffle if he was just the Austin Theory match. Bingo. Even, or, I don't or know, guys. I, I would disagree on that just because with how this momentum is, if it is him and Austin Theory, the crowd is going to be so far behind oh, LA Knight that oh, it would be a moment if he were to win. So oh, I, I wouldn't dis- displace that or uh, disperse that But would it idea. deflate the rest the next match? Bingo. That's, see, that's the thing. It could possibly get the best reaction of the night. And yeah. they want... Roman or Cody to be the loudest of the night. They don't want, I'm, I'm just thinking if I'm Vince or someone high up, they don't want LA Knight to be the best reaction of the night. Even though he pops in, we are the LA dude. You know, that place is going to be going crazy. I'm going to give me an eight and a half by 11 piece of uh, a photo paper right now. I'm bringing it, fellas. I'm going to be so- cheering so loud. Just get a print, dry Print me board. one too. Oh, yes. yeah, you can't I'm gonna print. I'm printing That's off your the, gimmick. The whole Joe. row. The whole row yes. is getting them. Do it for the I whole got, row. I got like 50 of these things in my classroom. I mean, that's bring, bring them all then, Joe. We can we can write all kinds of fun stuff in there. So so call your shot, guys. Will we see him at SummerSlam? Whether it's some segment in the ring, you know, he he interrupts a match, maybe. Yes or no? We're gonna even see him absolutely that night. Oh yeah, it's a lot. Oh, yeah. Hundred percent, Joe. I'm going to say yes right now, but it's going to be something now. along the lines of how Drew McIntyre was uh, at SummerSlam last year. Little little promo thing that he did, right? Yeah, just yeah. a little promo thing. Yeah. Gave a shout out to the kid uh, in the uh, front row. That's right. Saying yeah, that yeah, no one wants that. to see Roman win. <laughs> but like, yeah, yeah it was. Uh, okay. I think it's going to be something. I don't think it's going to be. Like a lot of rumors are going around. Like we, we're like we're insiders and we are in the know-how. It's like, oh, he's gonna come out and Randy Orton's coming back. I don't think it's gonna be like that. I think it's just gonna be something quick to the point. I mean, he was technically on SummerSlam last year with the with Max the, uh, Dupree the models uh, commercial. Uh, the, the commercial for the wow. Pure Life Water. God, yeah. See, I got a memory. So, like, you know, I remember, like, and that was hilarious, by the way. It was. That was the best, like, product. They were just, like, pouring the water. Or water. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What an amazing job. And shout out to Pure Life handing out free waters uh, outside right before we got in. (laughs) Like, yeah, it was hot. Yeah. Yeah. The belt. I remember that. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to say, like, it's just going to be like a Drew McIntyre promoting the next event, which is payback. Okay. Okay. We'll see. I'm, I'm a little more worried than you guys. And I'm just basing this on the, the recent track records. And there, there's three 
instances that we can talk about. Number one, he did not appear at WrestleMania, where seemed like a logical fit. There's first off, there's two nights. His name's LA. It's in LA. Like that seemed like a, a missed opportunity. Uh, the second one was Money in the Bank. Now, thinking about it afterward, I was like, eh, there's probably better choices, but still, no one would have complained if he would have won. And number three is just this U.S. title thing. So it's like, wow, there's three opportunities to really run with this guy that they didn't take. Now, go ahead, Joe. Yep. But looking back on it, hindsight, they made the right call. Except for the WrestleMania thing, they could have put yeah, like I said, yeah, money in the bank. Except for the WrestleMania thing, Mm -hmm. that like money in the bank, Priest was the right call. Yeah, the storyline's better. The U.S. title, LWO versus LWO, the right call. And I'm already calling it now. It's going to be shenanigans, and we're going to get a triple threat: Ray Santos Santos and Austin Theory uh, for the. uh, And who says it's going to be on SummerSlam? It could be on SmackDown the night before Mm -hmm. because that's how far Austin theory has fallen since WrestleMania. I mean, that's another thing like a topic of who's ever fallen that far after beating John Cena at WrestleMania. Well, yeah, the what whole, do you do with this guy? Yeah. The whole lead up to see who he's going against has been forefront and he's not even really been on at all. Yeah. I mean, he's just been that's, either at the commentary desk or ring. And they didn't even lead up, let him talk last week at the commentary desk. Nothing. because Michael Cole hurt his feelings. Yeah. I think they've lost confidence in him. That the crowd has. I know he just, he, he can't even get the heat. It's just stagnant. Dude, he's boring yeah. now. He's, I think just other, he, other he's, people he's, have passed him by. Yeah. Create a wrestler mm-hmm. without the neck. brace. Well, Grayson Waller. Perfect example. Yeah, Grayson Waller. Almost similar, absolutely. almost similar, cocky, mm-hmm. you know, model looking dudes. And yeah, trash talking. Yeah, is, 100%. One is charisma, fighting edge. Mm-hmm. And said edge you swam. Giving him, edge put- giving him the, on the mic. Exactly. You swam, Waller. Like, and then Austin's like. Nothing. There. Yeah. Yeah, he's it's- he's gotten boring and just like. Yeah. yeah, that's someone who everyone should be worried about is. But the thing is, no one's worried about him because no one cares anymore. You just gave an Austin conclusion. Yes. See, I'm. Yeah. A, this is what I think. This is why I brought it up. I think Brian is afraid L.A. Knight is going to fall into the Austin theory trap. Yeah. He's shaking his head yes for those of mm-hmm. you who are not watching on yep. YouTube. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I am. Um not because of him or his ability, but when you have missed opportunity after missed opportunity, eventually the crowd might just move on to the next thing that they Which can get do. behind. Yeah, that, that can happen. I don't think that's likely with him, but I think you can't rule it out. But here's the other question I want to ask about LA Knight, guys. How did this happen? And I mean, I say that in... <laughs> in the context <laughs> of like he hasn't like he wasn't on wrestlemania he, he like he hasn't had some big feuds uh, or hey, anything i mean black. Well, yeah that, but even but, that, so that's before right yeah, so that was royal rumble that's yeah so like i talked about it, i uh got a great cut from and beard trim from barbara ryan today and we talked about this and it's like 
with, for example, Stone Cold Steve Austin, the moment that you can go like, oh, that's when it happened was the Austin 316 promo. Yeah, that, but the even next that day, took time. Even that it did took take time, time, though. They didn't go with it. That's the biggest argument where you can think of LA Knight, too. Austin yeah. 316, he wasn't main eventing for a while. He was on the no, free-for-all. Free yeah. It the still next took month. time, but th- that's the least when I can, you can always pinpoint that, like, hey, okay, p- there's something here, and we're starting to get behind. I don't remember anything with LA Knight that he's done to equate to why he's so popular. Do I, you guys I, remember anything? I, I sort of can, but go ahead, Kevin. I was going to say, I, I, it's funny. So back in NXT, right, it's, it's totally flip-flopped because when Cameron Grimes and LA Knight had their big rivalry, right? I was oh, like, we okay, love LA's that. entertaining. Yeah. Big, huge Cameron Grimes fan, right? Now they're both in that fatal four-way. LA comes out massive, massive, massive every week. But yeah, the dude loses a lot. He's just so good on the mic. They show kids in the crowd cheering. They show adults. They show ladies, all ages, all uh, uh, different different types of people, right? Cheering for him. I can't think of a moment. It almost just feels like it just happened. It happened. And that's the thing. There's not many people on Monday Night Raw or SmackDown or NXT or AEW that I will like stand up because I'm excited to watch. Usually I'm in my old man recliner chair, feet up, laid down. When, when you know LA's coming on, I jump up. And I seriously don't really know why. It just feels like I am uh, uh, like hypnotized when I hear the, the, the synthesized LA noise. Joe, you you have a moment you think you can pinpoint? No, uh, it wasn't okay. a moment on TV. It was a moment that you talked about. What happened was he was still doing the live events. Mm-hmm. He was getting reactions from those crowds. Yeah. And mm. could you even said like you were the there for like in February? Show, yeah. Yeah. He, he was like, you know, wow, they went nuts for him. It's that's the advantage that WWE has over like every other promotion. Yeah. They mm-hmm. still do live events. They still do house shows. So when you get a reaction out of the house show crowd, and it happens in city after city for guys not on TV, then it slow builds into let's put him on TV and see what he's like on the camera. And he didn't even need to. And here's the bonus. He's on SmackDown. Their champion is hardly on SmackDown. Yeah. So you got to fill that time somehow when Roman's not on there and you can't have the bloodline on except for unless you're in Madison Square Garden, you get 45 minutes to start the show. He was getting TV time to see how it went and he was losing, but he was still basically, I mean, they partnered him with Rick Boogs one week and he destroyed Boogs and they lost, but it was just like, basically they fitted him with the right feud and the right feud when he started was against New Day. Him and Xavier Woods going back and forth, if you remember that. Yes, yeah, and they that, did. Yeah. You know, Woods, New Day are always going to be over no matter what. He'll face yeah. no matter what. So you got New Day, him calling them dorks. The new, what, was it, what do you call them? Like the new dorks or something like that? Or Nerd Day? Something along that line? Yeah. But that's when it started to become real. And then he's on week after week after week after week, just on TV, but that's all you need. So apparently it, it for was, him, it's yeah. been a slow build. It has. 
and all of a sudden we get this slow build that it's like you know it's organic mm-hmm. 100%. It's, not, it's not a forced nickname and you just want it to be forced let's not let it force let's do wait and see 2023 yeah it's Boom. it's been it's been wild it's been wild to watch and yeah the story is not completely written yet by any stretch oh let's um, not say finish the story that, i didn't say it <laughs> okay it's not somebody else's gimmick so yeah who knows who knows how it would be but boy <laughs> it, it's uh <laughs> it's uh it's something monitoring because last friday's result was certainly a surprise let's move on to this sunday oh i just and- pictured you after like not moving on to Sunday, yeah. I pictured you like all those YouTube videos of like idiots who like their football team loses a playoff game, like <laughs> taking their flat screen down and just beating the crap out of it. Going <laughs> like, was, no, that was me. No, that's what I pictured you doing. Oh. I'm like, <laughs> I'm laughing was, at the whole time. See, Kevin, not... we don't know what that means because our team doesn't make the playoffs, but yeah. people who actually yeah. have good football teams, like they get, they get upset and ruin TVs. Yeah. Uh, that was not the case this Friday. I was actually in your old backyard, Joe. I was at the Fraser Fair. Oh, wow. Friday. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I was home. I DVR'd it. Um, but my first inkling of something went wrong was like text between you <laughs> and <live>. Jason <laughs> that were like uh, alluding to something that without saying it, that I was like, nah, couldn't be. He had to have won. And my heart did sink a little. But when, when he I lost, it made sense. when he lost, I was like, it makes the most sense. It makes uh, the most sense. I, I still don't feel that way. Completely. Where, where's, where's the uh, drama with Santos Escobar versus LA Knight? Where's the drama? You're already going to assume that LA Knight's going to win. And if he didn't, then that would be worse. Now he's not even yeah. in it. And they can do the LWO storyline of a group that's over. You're and he's right. still hot. You're- you're right, but I guess I was still, and you know, it's probably amped up a little bit more because we're in the building next Saturday. So the idea of we're going to get a new U.S. champion to the Possibly. hottest guy in the company, and we're going to be there, you know, that that got my backing. And so when it didn't happen on Friday, it surprised me. It really did. But nevertheless. We shall see, because that's how wrestling goes. Uh, as I was saying, Sunday night, NXT, they've got a, a fun show, The Great American Bash. And here is the lineup. We've got the debut match of Gable Steveson uh, versus Baron Corbin. We've got your NXT North American champion, Dirty Dom, taking on, <laughs> on Wesley and Ali. Yeah, I just did. Uh, we've got Blair Davenport and Roxanne Perez in a weapons wild match. We have your NXT women's champion, Tiffany Stratton versus Thea Hale in a submission match. NXT tag championship match, Gals versus the D'Angelo family. And your NXT championship, Carmelo Hayes and Ilya Dragunov. Kevin, which of these matches, any and all of them, are uh, <clears throat> looking forward to the most? The most dirty Dom versus Wesley versus Ali. I think that that is going to just be nonstop action. Uh, the card actually looks pretty pretty good. You know, NXTs are usually pretty fast. It's not a not a huge card, uh, 
But I was wondering, six so it, matches, a, yeah. So it will officially be on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Sunday night. Yeah, Sunday. Sunday. Yep, okay. Sunday at eight o'clock uh, on on Peacock and WWE Network for those uh, who are not listening in America. I think uh, I'm you excited to see what, what Steve <laughs> Stevenson has has to bring to the ring. Is he just yeah. going to do some suplexes and and that, or is he actually going to show, you know, some some. I'll say some growth and look a little bit, not as good as Kurt Angle. He's not going to be anywhere near Kurt Angle. That's going to take multiple years, but is he just going to throw Corbin around? Is Corbin going to cheat somehow and beat him? That one is a little bit interesting too, because you can't just keep burying Corbin. Barry and Corbin. <laughs> uh, but, uh, I like it. I like I, it. I think, no, the, the, lineup, the lineup looks pretty good. I think, I think that, the the Dom Wesley Ali match though I think is going to be that's going to be the the highlight of my night. And you, Joe? This is really me here. It's like there's not I haven't been replaced. Yeah, this there is it the is. Match I'm looking for. You used like, to, you used to really hated this I, guy. I still don't like him, yeah. but but I want to see what Stevenson can do. Yeah, I want to see what he can do, and it's like you know he's never going to be Kurt Angle. Why? Because he only won two gold medals with a fully functioning neck. Is that yeah. what what the difference is? No, I want to see what he can do. Uh, Corbin's been uh, rejuvenated going to NXT, and that's again TV time. That's all you like. You know, that's how that's how this business works. I mean, of course, uh, main event's going to be amazing. Uh, Mello and uh, Dragon off. I mean, yeah. we know what each one of those guys can do. That mm-hmm. will probably be the best match in the night. Uh, the North American title. I mean, that's that'll be okay. That'll, that'll be entertaining. But I mean, will Dirty Dom still be the champion? Will Judgment Day hold all the cards after this weekend? Who knows? Tune in on Monday. But um, yeah, uh, the one I'm looking forward to the most involves Corbin. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is not the same Joe from two to three years ago. Let me no. let me ask you this. That's good. Progress. So which which gable will we get? Will we get more Kurt Angle or will we get more Reed Flair when he took down Eric Bischoff on that episode <laughs> of Nitro? I think we're gonna get day. I think we're gonna get more uh Brock Lesnar. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think a, we're just gonna I think one. we're just gonna get a machine that's just a lot of like, a lot of suplexes. A lot of suplexes, yeah. a lot of like basically power moves. That's yeah. what we're gonna get. We're not gonna get the tiny cowboy hat going like I feel like a real cowboy. We're not yeah. gonna get the milk truck. We're not because he doesn't have that personality. That's why it's taking him so long. Cause yeah. he's about as interesting as a box of cereal. <laughs> like did you basically see his very... segment on Tuesday where he was like making his announcement? And Corbin interrupted him. I don't know if you guys saw that, but yeah, when you look forward forward to Corbin talking, I mean that's a problem. Yeah. Like, but I think he's gonna he's gonna need it. We're gonna have to see what he's like in the ring. We're gonna have to see what he's like inside of a like sports entertainment product, not the Olympics. And if he can bring it in there, then get him a Paul Heyman, get him a mouthpiece, get him somebody, get him somebody who can just basically turn him into the next Brock Lesnar. Because yeah. that's it. That's I see him being more that way over Kurt Angle because there's only one Kurt Angle. There's never going to yeah. be another Kurt Angle. There's never mm. going to be another Brock Lesnar, but that's the path yeah. you should take, not the Kurt Angle one. I'd say 
I'd say Chad Gable has shown the most Kurt Angle of any wrestler yeah. that I've ever seen. Yes. Where he's amazing technical, he's got great comedic timing. He has a personality you know? in the yeah, crowd. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, thank you. He he, and he can and he can make fun of himself, Jordy G. Yeah, yeah. No, there there is something with him that that reminds me of Kurt. I'll set. I'll tell you guys. So I started putting this together uh, earlier on Tuesday, and at the time, they only had. Uh, the top four matches of uh, Carmelo Dragunov, the tag champs, the women's championship match, and the Blair-Roxanne match. Those were the only four. And I went, hmm, looks okay. I don't know. And then they added this triple threat with Dirty Dom. And then they added Gable Stevenson and Corbin, which when, it, when that happened, I went, whoa, this is great. So, uh, so yeah, they, they did a great job on Tuesday of selling me, you know, selling me a ticket, as the, they say in the business that I want to tune in for this. Um, the only other thing I'd say is, um, did you guys see the, the homage to Stone Cold and Booker T's grocery store brawl that Blair and Roxanne had on Tuesday? Did you guys catch that by chance? No. No? Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. Go find it. They they did this like the exact same ridiculous grocery store brawl except it was more like in the local convenience store um so check that out that that was fun and so then they took that match and made it a weapons wild match so i was like okay now there's something there so um really looking forward to how that plays out i love thea hale i don't know if she'll beat tiffany but her and this chase you thing it always entertains the hell out Uh of me and um the championship match, like you said, Joe. I mean, Carmella and Dragonoff, that sounds like that could be possible match of the year contender if they do it how they could possibly do it as best they can. So a lot of potential. Looking forward to seeing that on Sunday. Uh let's go back the day before though, Saturday. And hey guys, guilty. I think I've watched the debut episode of Collision and haven't watched a minute since. We all in the same boat, pretty much, yep. or I've watched yeah, we're, clips. I haven't watched a full episode. Okay, we're part we're part of that half a million people who watched the debut episode and then haven't watched it again. How many yeah. people now watch six? What? No, six, like, six we're not talking about or? ratings, but it's just basically oh. like you know, it's the debut was like a dynamite, which was like in the nine hundred thousand range. If you're going with the ratings, which I don't care about, and now it's been in the four hundred, four hundred. 500,000 range, mm-hmm. which on a Saturday night's good because yeah, it's still good for a Saturday. People actually have a life and they go out and they do other things besides right. watching and just too much wrestling. You know, it it's is. wrestling fans, right? Yeah. <laughs> we're come on, we're part of this club here. Yeah. Oh, what do what are we doing next Saturday? Yes. yes. Guilty. Good. Guilty. But what, nevertheless, how, how are they gonna Saturday. look on premium live events? That's gonna be the key. Yeah, next week next, will be the first. Uh, next week test will be the of that. The first test to see where, what their audience How is. That I mean, looks. yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry, I haven't been watching. Yeah, I haven't I, I'll report here and there. I don't know if I'll be live, but I will DVR because I do want to see what happens yes. with MJF and Adam Cole taking on FTR for the tag titles. We didn't talk about it last week, guys. You know, they they won the tag tournament. They still are doing the buddy buddy thing, but they at least had a little bit of the the tension after where Adam held on to the title for MJF for like a little long and stared at it. And MJF kind of snatched away and they seemingly patched things up. 
Um, but I guys, I mean, you, you can make the call. What's more likely to happen? MJF and Cole win the tag titles or someone turns between MJF and Adam. So we have to predict one or the other. Yeah. Well, I mean, just what's more likely to happen. I figure it's got to be one of the two. I can't see FTR winning and Max and, and Max and uh, Cole just being like, yeah, ah, my bad. Like, but we're still a team, buddy. You know, I feel uh, like something would probably go down if they were to lose. I will. I'll, I'll, I'll give my opinion on that. And then I'll, I'll give you what I really think is going to happen. Uh, out of those two, I would say MJF and uh, uh, Adam Cole will win. What I think is going to happen is there's going to be another team that causes shenanigans that ruins the match. Uh, and then the re it will have a rematch okay. at the pay-per-view. That's, that's, okay. that's a big, big, big mm-hmm. uh, uh, thing, but you do that. MJF not going to wrestle there. So it's, it's, it's so tricky when you have MJF in two extremely uh, high profile spots, right? Yeah. I, Kev, I Maybe not a tag team. Maybe Roderick Strong interferes. Ooh, because they've been having that little yeah. like, Adam, what are you doing? You know, bah, bah, bah. and and Cole saying like, trust me, leave me alone, you stalker. Generic <laughs> creator wrestler. <laughs> yeah. Aww. So maybe maybe he does something that I yeah. could see that. Okay, Joe. I mean, if you had to guess. Well, two weeks ago, I said it was going to be MJF turning on Adam Cole yeah, because that's what he does. Uh, I'm changing my mind. Adam Cole on Dynamite got what he wanted. MJF said, win or lose, I'm giving you a rematch. And that's what Adam Cole was going after anyway the whole time. Mm. Adam Cole is going to turn on MJF. Wow. Adam Cole is going to turn on MJF because he already got the rematch. So now it's going to be turning into like, you know, well, I'm not giving you the rematch, but it's like, you know, you said you would, blah, 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 whatever. At least I don't have to do the five weeks of you're facing everyone from your past thing. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Adam Cole's going to uh, cost MJF the match and then belt shot at the end, holding it up to end collision, holding up the AEW yeah. championship. Is he going to win? No. Yeah. But that's going to be the, set up for this whole thing i love it i think that's amazing the only thing that i would say to counteract that is and adam cole's turned on all his friends oh yeah yeah he gave him the kiss of death when he said you're like a really good friend it's like oh Mm -hmm. there you go you're turning on him yeah i could i can totally see it the only thing that i would say that would make me not go all the way with that is mjf is such a good heel He'll still be. He's probably a guy that never should be the face in a feud. People will still cheer like they are now, but I, I almost feel like he should just like always, always be that a hole. And he still will tur- be. If Cole turns on him, it's not quite the same. Like I said, he's the one who weeks. got screwed over for once. Like I said a couple weeks ago. If Cole turns on him, he basically all he has to say is, I did this to you before you could do it to me. Yeah. And then MJF yeah. is still it's, the bad guy. It's a ready-made story. Yep. Yeah, this is, for me, this is one of the only things I've been loving with AEW for the last mm-hmm. like, 
two two plus months, I would say that they've been kind of doing all of this. I mean, the the original MJF Adam Cole match that they had that was the time limit draw. That was maybe my favorite AEW match of the year. So mm-hmm. these guys have been doing some really good stuff. I I hope they win. I talked we talked about it yeah a couple of weeks ago. I love I love the the weird buddy tag team that's kind of friends but kind of not like Team Hell No and Rock and Sock Connection. So I'd love to see them just like, let's go all the way with it. Let's give them the titles. I don't think that's likely to happen, but that's what my uh, my vote would be about what I'd want to see happen. Um, next week's Dynamite is number 200, 200 episodes. So we've, um, we've, you know, especially the last couple of months have been a lot more critical of AEW, but 200 episodes is still something that deserves a lot of kudos. Uh, so I thought we could just quickly share a favorite moment from Dynamite. Um, I'll start. I, I, I have three that popped in my head. Well, a couple. Um, first off, Sting's debut. You know, that was during the pandemic where, like, not too many people were at Daly's place. But that was, like, that was a big deal, you know, that because AEW, you know, Jericho coming on board and Moxley coming on board. Those were big deals. Um, but, I mean, Sting, is he's the icon. So that was a big deal going, wow, like they, they really got something going here. I love that. I loved um, Cody's last promo that he ever did before he mm-hmm. left, reminding everyone of what he did. Of I left WWE. I went to New Japan. I did all this stuff. Um, it's, a, it's fantastic to look back on it now, knowing that, oh, my God, he actually did leave the company. Um, and the match that him and Sammy had the next week. Not according a- to YouTube TV. Yeah, <laughs> explain to the people. <laughs> uh, well, anyone like Direct TV, YouTube TV, whatever, they always like they they are a little slow with updating their picture yeah, of like yeah. what's on live. So I sent a picture to the boys of uh, my YouTube TV because I joined AW Dynamite late, and it was Cody. Yeah, it's like <laughs> on the cover, it's like there. it was just Cody. It's like, uh, you know, I think you're trying to get people to watch or faulty advertising but then you said yeah. well my direct tv still has sasha banks on smackdown i'm like yes that yes. is true so did youtube tv if i'm recording so. uh, smackdown that's what yeah Sasha's well, you know what on cody's still like, in the game he his wwe yeah. game came out before his aew game yeah he was, Brian, he, was, that, he was on aw was that cody sammy match the ladder match yes so that was okay. the next week yes. yes they had the uh i think they had the two tnt titles and yep. the moment where uh, Cody's on top of a ladder. Sammy climbs the other one and like jumps over top of it and hits a cutter on Cody. Uh, that that would be if if Cody hadn't left, that would be the AEW version of Edge spearing Jeff Hardy off the ladder in WrestleMania 17 because it was insane. So lo- love that. The only other one I love. Um, I've I've said this a time and time again. Uh, La dinner debonair with mjf and jericho i that's my number one one. i've never seen a a broadway musical on a wrestling show it is the best so the salute to to aew dynamite 200 episodes incredible stuff when when you post it name name your favorite moment that's the only thing that came to my head (laughs) one no one singing number two Uh, dancers number three that they're dancing it was fantastic because you're almost just like, what, what, 
the fuck's going on right now? And then it keeps going and then it keeps yeah. going and then it keeps going. And it's just like, this is a beautiful segment. Like it was yeah. so good. It kept, uh, that, even, that is, remember, remember the setup too, where the way they were eating dinner. Over? They? Yeah. Like I'll have mine medium. And so Jericho was like, excuse me, I'll have mine medium rare. You know, they just <laughs> go back and forth. It's so ridiculous. It's so great. And you have the shirt. I do. Yeah. I should have worn it tonight. I'm wearing my Brody Lee shirt. Speaking of AEW, great moments um, with uh, the tribute show that they did to him, which was fantastic. Um, But yes, yeah, that was worthy of a shirt for me. You know, I'm a little more selective than some people on the show or some people who aren't on the show at this moment, but you know what I mean? Um, So yeah, that's, that is a hall of fame segment for, for, (laughs) yes. Thank you, Cho, for pointing uh, him out. Um, My my souvenirs from uh, my California trip. uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I might have taken some pictures. Waka waka. Uh huh. Um. So yeah. So it, was there anything else, Kev, to mention besides the amazing? I, I think that That's is it. just number one, two, and three on the podium. Love it. Well, Joe. I guess I don't get to talk about uh, dynamite moments. Fine. No, you, get, you get your own podium, Joe. The show yes. sucks. Boo. <laughs> um, Jeez. It's been going downhill. We know that. But I'm going to talk about two things that were real. Like not silly, but real. Like you felt a connection with the crew that was putting the show together. Number one, the Brody Lee tribute show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From top to bottom. That was awesome. Number two, Moxley's return from when he oh, went to rehab and he came from the back. Rehab, yes. Yeah, yes. that's another one. That's like that was a real moment. And then of course he kicks a guy out for uh heckling them and told them to get the f out of here and they whoop forgot to hit the uh buff beep on that one tbs mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh number three was the begin the beginning of the pandemic yes where there were no crowds so they were innovative enough to have their performers in the crowd they did That's this before like mm-hmm. before wwe did it that was the thing wwe ended up bringing the nxt guys and girls in there to be in the performance center. But AEW did it first. They had the heels on one side of the ring. They had the faces on the other side of the ring. It was like a glorified uh, lumberjack match for mostly all those dynamites. But it it was it was real. It was like innovative mm-hmm. and it was fun. That's when AEW was fun. Like those yeah. when it's real moments that like not that you feel. I mean, while the ones that you guys mentioned were entertaining, yeah, yeah, I think I they're not as memorable to me. So seeing Sunny Kiss every time uh, it, <laughs> at the uh, the pandemic shows, yeah, right. Yes. Oh, oh wait, my favorite moment was uh, Moxley bleeding that one match. Remember that one? Yeah. Oh, we'll remember it always. All we'll two hundred episodes. <laughs> Out of 200 episodes, Moxley led probably 142 of them. Can, yes. Yeah, can somebody give me a super cut of every single episode that Moxley has bled? Like, give me five seconds of each episode, and we, we can see what that amounted I'm just, to. I, I'm concerned, like, you know, to steal a line from the jerk or whatever. I'm like, I'm afraid he's going to cut himself shaving, and only air is going to come out. Like, yeah. he's, he doesn't no, have much blood nothing left. left. No. No, it, it's uh, the jerk was a movie from the seventies, boys. It was, yeah, that was an old one. Why are um, they shooting these cans? Okay, <laughs> he hates these cans. And Moxley's bleeding. Dang. Yeah, it all goes. American together. Red Cross is like, stop taking our blood. 
Ah, uh, we need it. We need it. No, we need to donate blood so the American Red Cross can pump blood back into Moxley after oh he's done God. with a uh, you know submission match. The the, the John Moxley uh, uh, like blood annual drive. blood drive. <laughs> blood transfusion memorial or something like that oh yeah well it's, well through all the highs and lows 200 episodes like i said it's pretty amazing um want to talk about another quick thing that i thought was very interesting uh when it came to aew so uh it, it came up in the context of uh it's being reported that orange cassidy along with you know being of course a regular performer is also a now producer and agent uh, backstage. And there's a wrestling author, his name's Brian R. Solomon. He wrote this on Twitter regarding the news. Um, you know, he said, I'm actually a big fan of Orange Cassidy and his work, but in a company that has Arn Anderson, Jake Roberts, Taz, Billy Gunn, Christian, and he names more, shouldn't they be the ones being tapped to be road agents? But then here's the interesting part. He continues. When I recently interviewed Bret Hart for my book, he told me that he offered to agent for them, but they only wanted to bring him in as a manager like Tolly Blanchard or Arn or Jake the Snake. Imagine having the ability to have Bret Hart coach your talent and saying, no, just be a TV character. Guys, what's your reaction when you heard this? Is this just a... A complete miss by AEW. What, what did you, you think when you heard this? Oh, there's the F minus from Joe on the dry race. Uh, yeah, F minus, but in reality, I haven't finished writing it. It's because old Tony is not running a promotion. Uh, he wanted the fig fed. We've said and that, that F minus has turned into the fig fed. Of course, he wanted Bret Hart to be on TV because it's part of his collection. Mm -hmm. Having him behind the scenes, he can't show his new toy. It's like, oh, I just got a mint condition Bret Hart, but it's inside of a case inside of a safe that no one can see. No, he wants it on display. And Bret probably didn't want to do that. He was already on AEW once before it was like before it was dynamite. He's the one who brought out the championship title yep yeah they already had him on aew and they didn't do any they didn't capitalize on it he goes to them offering his wrestling knowledge to help out because they definitely need it and they're like uh no we'll just uh if this story's true i need two sources right yeah come on guys saying yeah i mean maybe brett like has a great wrestling mind he still does but if you're just going to use him to just like come out there and be in the corner of jungle boy, then you're, you're, you don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Kevin, you're the Bret Hart guy. What yeah. would you grade gonna, uh, this story? Probably some with FTR ish, right? Yeah. There's all there's, okay. Numbers. Yeah. So it's probably something like that. Uh, you can be CM Punk's lackey, but, but outside of like say nightmare Academy or uh, uh, what a QT Marshall's, uh, uh, school, yes, agents, you know, putting together the matches, you're not really coaching and training like these wrestlers. So it's either in AEW, you have like really accomplished or very green. And the very green have been green for 
hundred plus episodes, right? Some are getting better, but like it's not leaps and bounds of like an NXT performance center if Brett went there and like helped coach. He could give those minds. He can give a lot of advice backstage, but the fact they pushed pushed over or only wanted him to be backstage, that it had to have been. I, I think he's better than that. That's like for a Dean Malenko. That's for a Dean Malenko or a Fit Finley. That that style, right? Or Jamie uh, Noble. I think he's. I think he's pretty high up in in WWE backstage. But like, I I think it'd be not a good fit. But if they had like a school and a development and all that, yeah, yeah. I, I can see that. But manager. Shit, that would have been that would have been fire if he would have been like with like say an FTR but and things like that though. But they already they already blew this with yeah. Regal. Well, there's a huge, di- but yeah, but there's a difference between. But Regal was also, well, no Regal. Yeah, I mean Regal he's even like come out and said like you know he would offer his advice and no one would take it. Yeah. So maybe yeah. they're like, you know, they don't talk to the old guys anymore, the dinosaurs. They want to talk to someone in their own generation, which is, hey, you know what, teach their own. But that's just another one of those, like, really? Really? Well, that's why William went yeah. back. That's why he I, left. And then it's like, <laughs> you know, you got, I mean, I don't know if anyone heard uh interview last week that Cody Rhodes did uh regarding his time in AEW. It was mentioned, and he actually said, like not a knock on AEW, but he said, I felt I was getting worse as a professional wrestler. Oh, I didn't hear because, him say that. and his, his reasoning was this, because the difference between AEW and WWE, and this is why, you know, road agents would be helpful. They don't go on the road. They only have their live shows. So he'd mm. be like, I would only have a match once a month because yeah. I'd be on dynamite every week, cutting promos. But then when I had a match, I wasn't getting the repetition. I wasn't in the ring. I wasn't, Mm -hmm. we weren't seeing what our, what was working in front of a live crowd. Mm -hmm. So he said he was, he felt like towards the end, he was starting to take a step backwards. He was becoming a worse wrestler. And now he's like, you know, feeling now that he goes to live events, the importance of house shows, you get those reps and you get, and you get the reaction from the crowd. That's the, that's a key too. On a side note related to that, that was brought up um today by bully ray on busted open with the women's match from dynamite of Britt baker and taya valkyrie and it was pretty sloppy and he said that he's like i expected it to be pretty good it it wasn't it wasn't Mm -hmm. great at all and he said that exact reason joe he's like when you are a wrestler and you're wrestling once a month or Mm -hmm. you know even once a week and that's it he's like ring rust can set in he's like so you know maybe that was the case with these two that maybe when they would lock up again things could get better but that's interesting that cody had that same thought and uh and bully ray of course being such a veteran of the game uh recognized that too oh geez this is how AEW runs their business and that could be a reason why and we see it, and we're seeing it in their matches now too. I feel like we're talking about AEW too much now, but it's like you know, final cut is they're now spot fest. They're just getting their stuff in without telling a story because it's really they don't they're they're in the ring once a once a month. Some yeah. of these uh, guys and girls, absolutely, yeah. I kind of felt that uh, in the main event yesterday, 
it feel I felt like we had seen all we could possibly seen from the Orange Cassidy AR Fox match and from the um Swerve and was a Swerve and Darby. Uh-huh. Yeah, those those were both like long matches with a lot of big spots that when I got to the main event, yeah. it was just like I think we've kind of seen it all, guys, right? You know, we've kind of <laughs> unless somebody's gonna, you know, set someone on fire. I think we're I think we're about done here. Oh great, uh, Moxley's gonna be set on fire. I know, I know. Sorry <laughs> for giving ideas like that, but that's kind of how I felt. So nevertheless, yeah, it seemed like a, a missed opportunity. I mean, Tony, bring him in as an agent and then maybe convince him to do it some other time being a manager. Like get Brett Hart like Jerry, in your company. Like Jerry Lynn. Yeah, Jerry Lynn might be wrestling that was on so Wednesday. Stupid. That was so stupid. Well, if he's the only ECW guy on the roster, because right? Taz can't. Taz no, but can't it's stupid. they kept saying, like, you know, oh, ECW. It's like, you realize you're mentioning your competition's brand, right? Because they yeah. own ECW. It's like, and you're saying it over and over again. And the crowd starts, the crowd starts chanting ECW. I'm like, yeah. well, but it's all right. I think it's okay because it's a dead brand. You know, it's, yeah, it's not a like a dead he's... brand, but they don't own it. They don't, but. At least it, it, I thought it worked for the live crowd. Um, you know, again, uh, Jerry Lynn's not the first of 10 or 15 guys, I think, of an ECW. You know, hey, you had you had Adam Cole's longtime buddy Sabu at your pay-per-view. Maybe Sabu could come out and defend ECW. That's somebody that you think about. Sandman, Tommy Dreamer, maybe bring in RVD. Where's Raven? Where's you know, Raven? You know okay there is an ECW guy on the roster. Chris Jericho. True. True. Yeah. I think Justin yeah. Roberts a- is going to come in and say, this main event is pinfall or when time allows. Mm-hmm. Or whatever he says, if there's only eight minutes, I think it's uh, 10, 10.01 on, on TBS <laughs> with, with our AEW chat. Man, who knows? Uh, it's, it seems like a missed opportunity, I think, overall. But yeah. anyway, let's, let's hey, focus happy back. 200 episodes. Yeah, no, no. Two years <laughs> to 200 more. Good luck um, with 200 more. Absolutely. Um, let's <laughs> let's take a look back because, you know, guys, we, we talked a lot about the SummerSlam card and projected card last week. Everything's pretty much, you know, <laughs> lined up for next uh, Saturday. So I thought this would be fun. I pulled up the cards. <laughs> For the SummerSlam from five years ago, 2018, and 10 years ago, 2013. And I just want to go down the line of the whole card, and we can kind of comment on, like, where these guys are now, or girls are on now, or just, like, what we remember from that time. Maybe, I mean, some of these, I didn't remember at all. And I'm like, is that a match that happened? Okay. So, let's start with five years ago, 2018. What a year. Uh, The kickoff show match. This could be the main event at AEW Collision next week. It's Andrade (laughs) versus Rusev. That was your kickoff match. (laughs) Look at that. Five years later, they're still doing it on D&D. One one time a month. (laughs) Look at that. What's about this we said? Um. We had Cedric Alexander defeat Drew Gulak for the Cruiserweight title. We had the B team. Listen to this one. The B team. Now, was that? That was uh, Bo, Bo Dallas and, and, and Axel. And Bo. 
Wow. Yeah. They defeat the Because they were the best. <laughs> That's what B was. B was the best? Yes. They defeated the Revival. For the Raw Tag Team Championship. That's one for the FTR book that they write someday. How careers have changed. Yes, how have they changed? You you know, like, is it any wonder why the Revival left for AEW? You know, no no offense to Bo and Axel, but boy, that's that's a funny one. This one I had no recollection of. Seth Rollins defeats Dolph Ziggler for the Intercontinental title. You guys remember anything about this feud? Any? I don't remember a thing. I don't remember. I think it was when uh, Ziggler was with uh, McIntyre and Shane McMahon. Oh, and like they were um, basically running uh yeah Monday night Smackdown. Raw. Oh, yeah, okay, it was raw. But yeah, I re- I remember the feud. It was like you know, okay, eh. I don't remember it. It was basically yeah, it was Drew and uh Ziggler pretty much uh, being boys with McMahon. I do remember that. I remember them being boys. Okay, so now so I felt like I feel like if head. I remember that correctly, it was more of a focus on Shane, not as much on the other guys. Got it. Okay. Um, the New Day defeat the Bludgeon Brothers by DQ for the SmackDown tag titles. You know, not much to say about that, I don't think. Uh, Braun Strowman defeats Kevin Owens in less than two minutes. That's that's that that feud was like Kevin Owens being afraid of Braun yeah. and like being he. I think one time he like got dumped in a porta john, he was hiding from him. Yeah, that that was a bad one. I think Braun was money in the bank champ at that time. Or, or a briefcase holder, I should say. Charlotte defeats Carmella and Becky Lynch for the SmackDown title. Do you guys remember what happens right after that? Oh, yeah, I wrote it down, but it, it was, uh, I'll say it in my, when we're done. What? I wrote down, I wrote down my three things from this uh, SummerSlam that uh, I remember okay. the most. So we'll, okay. we'll I'll, let right. me get to that after you're done. Okay. All right. So big, big things happen there. Uh, Samoa Joe defeats AJ Styles WWE Championship. I don't know if that was, it was, might've been DQ. It was a DQ. Yes. Was that cause like Samoa Joe was talking trash to AJ's wife in the front row? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Okay. All right. So that's, that's good stuff. Uh, the Miz defeats Daniel Bryan. I don't, so d- this must've been right after Bryan came back at WrestleMania. Yes, he beat him because of uh he was trying to get Daniel Bryan to uh see his uh bad side, which he wasn't. And uh Maurice was in the front row and gave the Miz uh brass knucks and when oh, okay. Daniel Bryan did the, the dive outside the ring, Miz hit him with it and gave the knucks back to Maurice. So he won by cheating, but he mm-hmm. still won. Now did you remember that without this topic? Or... No, I had to look it up. You did look it up. Okay. <laughs> but I do remember so, watching it. My I God, think I was damn, in detailed. I think I was uh, um, in your basement for this. Probably. One. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We, we definitely did that more than once uh, yes. here. Uh, we had Finn Balor defeating Baron Corbin. I think this was Finn's demon debut on the main yes. roster. I think it was quick. No. It no, wasn't his demon debut. debut. His, okay. his demon debut was uh, oh. against Seth Rollins. Yes. Where he... mm-hmm. Universal title. Yeah. yeah. Of course. Um, this one I didn't remember. Nakamura defeats Jeff Hardy. Kev, any any remembrance of this one? I, I don't remember jack shit on any of these. 
I'm not. I'm not lying. Where were you five years ago? 2018 was not the greatest year. Were you in in Louisville in 18? Let's just. Yeah. Maybe I I don't know. Did they have the network? Did they have the network in Kentucky? I. It just shows how lack. Well, one, the amount of matches. Right. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. yeah, We'll get. We'll get to that. Yes. Yep. Yep. So there's that one. Uh, Ronda defeats Alexa Bliss for the Robin Championship. I think that was a quick one because it was just like uh, Ronda's going to win. And Roman beats Brock in a six-minute match. I don't remember much. I feel like Braun teased the cash-in at the Mm -hmm. end. No, at the beginning. He did did it at the beginning. Like uh, Roman came out first, all booze. Brock comes out next, all booze. Then you hear Braun, and Braun comes out and says, "I'm gonna cash in on whoever wins." Yeah, but he doesn't because he get like Brock takes him out or whatever. I think but that's it's like, yeah. I think Brock and that's took him out and the crowd match. was just like, could need nobody wanted either guy to win. Right. Yeah. This is not. This is not a uh, bloodline was, Roman. Yeah. Uh, this was this not is, tribal chief. This was yeah, not this cowboy not Brock. Tribal chief. Yeah, this isn't Cowboy Brock. Yeah, this this that's why it was a six minute match and why they had Braun there to to get the crowd invested somehow. Because, and it was and it was like an almost what six and a half hour event. So well, yes, yeah, they that, needed to wake the crowd up. And that's what you said, Kev. Let's. I want to make sure. At one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen matches. If you count the kickoff match. Holy shit! Yeah, my so God, the kickoff that's, I mean, AEW's that had that too lately. But boy, yeah, that was back when the kickoff was like at five, and like there'd yeah. be a match an hour, but those kickoff matches were only like five minutes long, yeah. and the crowd's there the whole time. But yeah, that I this was a good idea going back and looking at five years and ten years ago. Yes. So this is what I remember. Yeah, what from, is your other takeaways? Yeah. All right, so birth of the man. Yep, hundred percent. Becky Lynch turned heel but she didn't because no no not it backfired the crowd erupted the crowd this is the problem with charlotte five years later it's just we had the same story five years later she (laughs) shoehorned herself into another match that she didn't deserve yeah and they're doing a triple threat again and they think that she's the the face of this it's the same story again and it's going to backfire on them again because who bianca will probably turn on charlotte but then the crowd and the crowd goes yeah yeah Uh this was the birth of the man and they never learn number two 2018 was a bad year for wwe it was a lot of DQs, too, like too yeah, many DQs. Yeah. They had two championship matches ending in DQ mm-hmm. where the challenger wins, but they don't win the championship. Doing yeah. it once is bad. Doing it twice, especially for the WWE championship, that's ridiculous. Uh, and then too late on Roman. This was a he should have won at WrestleMania and they didn't have it happen. So I'm kind of glad that they're not following that story of having Cody versus Roman at SummerSlam because Roman was set to beat Brock. This was the infamous WrestleMania where Brock, when he won, threw the belt, mm-hmm. threw the championship at Vince, and then left. You see that backstage. Yeah, yeah you see that backstage. And it's like, and it was a six-minute match because the event was going on for almost seven hours. 
But yeah, yeah, the backfire on Becky, they thought she was, it was her first time turning heel and the crowd loved her Yeah, because they were sick of Charlotte. Five years later, it could it could be it's deja just, vu. It's, it's still the same field. thing. She she it was supposed to be Carmella versus Becky and Charlotte politics are way into the match as the face and it's happening again. Yeah. Isn't that funny to to, to what when the the office feels like okay so Becky you're going to slap her and you'll be the heel. And and when the crowd reacts the, uh, reacts the complete opposite way, which seems so, you know, easy to understand on paper that of course they're gonna cheer her on because she got screwed because of Charlotte. Like they're not gonna root for Charlotte. It's so funny how those situations happen that seem so easy on paper, and they can think a completely different way. And hey. It all worked out for the best for uh, for Becky Lynch. It was it was the beginning of the man, like you said, Joe. Let's take a look at ten years ago, two thousand thirteen. And we already wow. know Kevin doesn't remember two thousand eighteen at all. <laughs> oh, Shay, you give me fifteen years ago, I'll be like, Ke- Kevin, were you in were you in Lansing? Uh, uh, ten years ago, I was in Lebanon, Kentucky. Okay, all right. So you're like two thousand eighteen. I don't remember anything. Did I watch wrestling then? Was WC was Thunder still on? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was not married yet. It was it was a whole other world for me. How about this? Two thousand thirteen. Okay. I'm like you were married in two thousand eighteen. Fourteen. Yes. Yeah. We're going ten years back now. Oh man, I was married at both of those. How about this kickoff match, guys? Rob Van Dam defeats Dean Ambrose. For the U.S. title, I want to go back and watch this match. Me too. Yes. I I would love this match to be on the 200th episode of Dynamite. <laughs> I'd be down. Come on, Tony Khan. Let's bring back the kickoff from SummerSlam 2013. What happened here with the co-main event of the kickoff from 2018? <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm. I can't believe this. I've got no recollection. Who knows if I even watched? I don't remember years ago. I don't remember anything about this. But I'd love to go and see it. Like, was Roman ringside? Was Seth ringside? Because they're not on the card. So I, I, lo- I have to go find this now that I, I discovered this. Looking this back. Um, the first match: Bray Wyatt defeats Kane in a Ring of Fire match. So the ring had it was like the Inferno match. But you didn't have to like set your opponent on fire. I read it was just a match where fire was around it. I don't really remember that, but when when it I read it, I was like, okay, yeah, I, I at least kind of remember that, but I don't remember seeing the match. How about this one? Cody Rhodes defeats Damian Sandow. Team Rhodes Scholars yeah. oh. combust. Wow. I mean, what do you remember? What do you Sandow say to that? was the Mr. Money in the Bank at the time. Yes. Yeah. Um, and yeah, oh, I think, I think he, he won it by like pushing Cody off the ladder. Mm-hmm. So that, that caused the road scholars breakup, but boy, like, you know, 10 years later, there's one guy that we haven't seen in probably six years. And one guy who's basically the biggest baby face in wrestling. Sounds like uh B team in a uh, revival. From, yeah. Uh... That's a good one too. Yeah. That's <laughs> Alberto Del Rio defeats Christian for the World Heavyweight Championship. I don't remember anything specifically, but I remember all those matches. They had a series of them. They were all good. Yeah. Uh, Natalia defeated Brie Bella. Mm-hmm. No, 
Brock defeats CM Punk in a no DQ match, and I think that was the best match. Uh, maybe maybe not of the night, not necessarily. Some people could think of a different one, but that was a hell of a match. Brock Brock beat the shit out of CM Punk. Um, that that was a great feud and a great match. Uh, don't remember much about this one. Dolph Ziggler, Dolph Ziggler and Caitlin, the Dream Team, <laughs> defeat <laughs> a better known as the Dream Team. Dolph and Caitlin, <laughs> the Mega Powers explode part two. <laughs> oh, no, that would be a her breast made in match made in heaven. <laughs> they defeated AJ Lee and Big E. Now I I remember. I'm guessing this happened because I know Dolph, AJ, and Big E were a thing. Yeah. Yes. So maybe maybe Dolph dumps AJ and gets with Caitlin, and they were a thing. I guess. Um, this was after. Wow. Let's just go back. This was after Dolph cashed in Money in the Bank the night after Raw. Yes. Because it was Big E, AJ, and Ziggler. Together. Ziggler all of a sudden becomes a hot property and uh, becomes a face. Then gets a concussion, loses all his momentum. Del Rio gets the championship back, yeah. and it's never like done again. But Big E and AJ, and this is just my memory, pretty much turn on Ziggler because oh. they are still the heels. Okay. But Ziggler, they were like, you know, let's see how this was one of Dolph's many people uh, are getting behind but, Dolph. Yes, yeah. so they were basically making Dolph the uh, underdog on this one because of the strength of Big E and the manipulation yeah. of AJ. Yeah. Okay. I'll buy that. I can. Watch I don't remember that. why Caitlyn was in the match, but whatever. <laughs> Kate, Caitlyn and AJ must have been fr- frenemies. I, I'm guessing there. But, my well, actually, I do yeah. remember now. This is my nerd flag flying right now. Okay. I remember it was long term storytelling. Caitlyn gave Big E a Valentine's that said, "I choose you, choose you." If you remember that. Come it was, on. It was from the uh, Simpsons. It's like, you yeah. remember the Simpsons thing? And it's like, you know, her and yeah, I gave that Big to my E wife were once. kind of flirtatious. And that's how that came about because Big E uh, did not go with Caitlin. Okay. I kind of so remember two that. people scorned against the other one. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. I remember that storyline. The I, you know, Ralph Williams said it. I, I remember how awkward <laughs> that was. And I'm like, wow. Okay. She's nerdy like us. Yeah. So okay, so it was the common scorned. It shouldn't people. have been on SummerSlam. This should have been on Raw. Again, oh my god! I have my notes. Any chance to get Caitlyn on the SummerSlam card? You've got to do it. All right. Uh, so that brings us to the main event, which was Daniel Bryan defeating John Cena for the WWE Championship, which was an amazing match. It was what we thought the the grand pinnacle of the yes movement and and we've got this new star you guys remember who the special guest referee was for that match triple h he said it and uh sure enough pedigree randy orton cashing in and uh that's all she wrote randy randy orton walks out as wwe championship and that's really the the birth of the authority and the birth of Mm -hmm. uh Daniel Bryan is a B plus player and all that went down. I'm thinking guys, I think the night of champions match uh, was we maybe at. the next month yeah. yep. that we all went to. Um, 
So I was, I was thinking about that and Daniel Bryan won that match. And I think, but I think the count was fast and they, yep. the next night on raw, they, they gave it back up to Randy Orton. So, um, so, okay. So we had, was there any other takeaways, Joe, from the note, uh, dry race board? All right, my dry race board pretty much said it's a one match card. I thought CM Brock was mid. Hmm. I thought it was okay. Wow. Okay. But the thing is, they never really did anything with it because the follow up to that was Brock was off until Royal Rumble. Okay. So it was all about Paul Heyman and Curtis Axel and Ryback. Yes, that's versus, who we saw so the, that, the next month. Like yeah. that that takes away from that match because okay. there was no follow up. It was like basically the lackeys. And never to be heard again. So I could see why CM Punk was frustrated because it's like, you know, he could have had something good going on, but then Rybaxel was, it was the birth of Rybaxel. Congratulations. And uh, it was a one match card. It was all about Daniel Bryan versus John Cena. Cena handpicked him. He did. He handpicked him on Raw with the crowd. Um, he had the champ, the beard is here pointing to his face. It's like, this shirt is making fun of you. And the crowd went nuts. <laughs> Triple H just raises his hand and then gives him the pedigree. It was yeah. the birth of the authority, which that storyline lasted about two years. Yeah. Yeah. That went on. It was a, it was a birth of the yes movement, time. but it was really the birth of the authority. Correct. Yep. Yep. They pulled the, the swerve on everybody uh, at the end there. Kev, any other takeaways? I just remember that Natty Brie Bella was with my <laughs> Sorry, I glossed over that, Ken. My bad. Who can uh, ever forget? It, it's just one of those things where it's loaded with talent. Yeah. Right? And, and a much, much better. Are... Uh, sorry, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. A much more manageable nine match card if yeah. you count the kickoff. And you're you're also counting the cash in. I did count the cash in. Yeah, oh, so that's that's take a, away the cash in. Technically, it's not in the kickoff. You have an eight did, card. Yeah. Well, the cash in was only eight. an eight second match. Yeah. You have. Said, did, did Randy even do anything, or did he just? Come no, in he just came in. He just yeah. came in and pinned him because you know when you get when you take a pedigree from Triple H, you have to be down for three and a half minutes. Yeah. Yeah, that's a minimum. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 like they, I don't know the runtime of that event. But then I think they got into the situation of let's see how many people we can get physically on the card, yeah. right? Five but later. Yeah. soon after that was the birth of two night WrestleManias and different things like that. So so okay, so we're gonna do a preview next week. Yeah, that card next week looks stacked, right? But I'm sure ten years ago and five years ago we probably said the same thing. Man, this card looks stacked. 13 matches. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. And then you look and it's like, no, I think like we would much. have probably said there were some, some of those matches should have been raw or SmackDown matches like the Caitlin Dolph Ziggler, AJ big E match. That's a raw match. But five years ago, I could picture myself going, guys, this is my sleeper match of the night. Nakamura and Jeff Hardy. They could do some great shit. Five years. I could totally talk myself into that. And now I have no memory of that even happening. I think so. I was all like for Samoa Joe, AJ Styles. And that was disappointing because it was another DQ finish uh, no, right. for a championship match. I mean, again, 2018 was just a bad year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been Some fun. people will disagree yeah. with me, but it's like, yeah, it was a bad year. It we makes should... you 
makes you appreciate 2023 and how good this year has been. They're going to be yeah. fun doing these more often. Like yeah. Survivor Series, we do throw those out there next time. And yeah. uh, it's a good idea. No, I, I think this good was fun. Yeah, we don't, we don't have to break down every match, every week sort of thing. I think this was cool. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll see how the card shapes up. I mean, a lot of these projected things, maybe like one or two events end up on SmackDown next week, like we said. So, um, we'll, we'll see what the final card takes place and shapes it up. seems like SummerSlam historically has led to the birth of a lot of things. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah, what I noticed these two about instances there. There's a couple of like, really, those are big moments. Yeah. I mean, big, like big I moments. go back to like 80, like 1989, the birth or 1988 SummerSlam was uh, the birth of the mega powers exploding because Hogan had eyes for Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's it's a big show. I mean, people think it's the second biggest show of the year. So party of the summer, biggest party, party of the summer. Back back uh, five years ago when there were, what, 13 matches, I used to say it was the biggest party of the summer, fall, and early winter. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's no longer that, thankfully. We should be uh, home and uh, tucked in our beds, you know, maybe shortly after midnight, depending on how traffic is. Um, so, yeah, next week is the, the preview and predictions show. And we're going to talk about all the things that we're going to be doing SummerSlam weekend because there is quite a bit going on. And uh, we'll, we'll tell you all about it. And I'm sure we'll talk about, you know, our plans for, for social media and videos and, and everything that goes along with it. Maybe we'll have to do a post-show uh, reaction pod. I don't know. There's, there's all kinds of things in the works. It's exciting. It's fun. The four of us will be back together for, is it the first time since last SummerSlam? Right? I saw Jay. Well, I've seen everybody. Well, no, I'm saying all, think, four, oh, all, all four, four of us together, first right? time. Yeah. Look yeah. Probably that. since last SummerSlam. Okay. So that's dangerous. And that's a good thing though. All right. Well, <laughs> yeah. Station I, pizza. Here we come. <laughs> that speedway on Jefferson is calling our listen, name, Kev. Oh, listen, Kevin, 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 you're going to be in Detroit. There's good pizza places there. Uh, you don't have to get the gas station one. Not when it's true. right in front of you, Kev, though. I don't Okay, then we'll, Brian will settle for uh, overpriced moonshine shots. Yeah, oh, I tried. They were not so good. Good old Smokey. Uh, nevertheless, youtube.com backslash that wrestling podcast uh, at that wrestle pod is for all the socials. Hey, guys, I guess we're on X now. I guess that's the name of Twitter. I. <laughs> No, it's still Twitter. There's just no bird. They just have an X logo, but it's still yeah, Twitter. I, I think someone who uh, hated know. birds may be happy about yeah. this. <laughs> Maybe they had something to do it be, with it. It became his new favorite platform. The straw that stirs social media got rid of mm. the bird and uh, made it an X. Don't you know the bird is the word? No longer. All right. Whatamaneuver.net is for your merchandise. Enjoy wrestling. We will talk to you next week on That Wrestling Podcast. Thanks for listening. Follow That Wrestle Pod on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. One, two, three, that's it! <laughs>